0: This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash myth underscore podcast. Robots Radio presents Myth. The podcast where we explore the very soul of the human story. It's the end of the growing season. You and your family have packed up your cart full of your garlic, onions, some barley, and you're headed off to the big city. The kids are excited, a day away from the farm, and the older kids are old enough to remember what it was like last time you visited. It's been a good growing season, and you have quite the harvest, and you're ready to get to market. You follow the river. You see some of your neighbors on their way to the market. And as you approach Babylon, you see those gates. And you remember these gates because they're hard to miss. The blue brick. The giant winged statues on either side of the main gate. You hear the bustle of the city. As a diversity of people are coming together to celebrate the festival of the fall. You see the rich with their slaves, you see other merchants and farmers with their wares on the sides of the street, selling what they've brought, what they've worked all summer to create. It's an exciting time. This is how you get by for the winter. The things that you will sell today will keep you going for another year. You're proud of your crop. You worked hard, long days, long nights, but even more proud are you of your children and getting to bring them back to the center of your world, this city that you live on the outskirts of. You point out the statues as you cross by looming over the gates. And one of your kids feels a little bit nervous, as if the thing could come alive at any moment. Along the walls are decorated images of things from the past. Soldiers, gods, heroes. And you remember the stories. When you get to the town's center, you can't help but notice... The gigantic garden. Exotic trees and fruits from faraway lands grow inside this feat of engineering. You can hear the water trickling down through the structure. You can see the green of the plants standing above the blue bricks. All the colors along the walls decorating one of the most magnificent things you will see in your lifetime. Next to it is the palace of the king, and if the walls were impressive, the stone architecture of the palace even more so. How somebody could have that much wealth, your simple shack where you live is is nothing in comparison to this gigantic structure. It represents the power and the majesty of the ruling class. And across from that, the temple. The temple of Marduk stands with a gigantic statue of your God, the patron God of your city. And as people come by, they worship. You see the priests out and about, you see the offerings burning at the temple. On your way into town, you may even take a moment to stop praise your Lord for the bountiful crop, for keeping your city and your family safe this year, your oldest looks up at you and says, tell me the story again. Tell me, tell me the story. And you say, well, you've heard it so many times. And they say, I know, I just, I just want to hear it again. Tell me the story. And you point to the priest who's standing in front of the temple getting ready to explain to the people to the visitors to the people who have lived in this area why their god is the best god and the story goes like this in the beginning neither heaven nor earth had names Apsu the god of fresh waters and Tiamat, the goddess of the salt oceans and Mumu, the god of the mist that rises from both of them, were still mingled as one. There were no mountains, there were no pastures, and not even a reed marsh could be found to break the surface of the waters. It was then that Apsu and Tiamat parented two gods, and then two more, who outgrew the first pair. These further parented gods until Ia, who was the god of rivers, and was Tiamat and Apsu's great-grandson, was born. Ia was the cleverest of the gods, and with his magic, Ia became the most powerful of the gods ruling even his forebears, Apsu and Tiamat's descendants became an unruly crowd. Eventually, Apsu, in his frustration and inability to sleep with the clamor, went to Tiamat. And he proposed to her that he slay their noisy offspring. Tiamat was furious at his suggestion to kill their clan. But after leaving her, Apsu resolved to proceed with his murderous plan. When the young gods heard of his plot against them, they were silent and fearful. But soon, Ea was hatching a scheme. He cast a spell on Apsu, pulled Apsu's crown from his head, and slew him. Ea then built his palace on Apsu's waters. And it was there that, with the goddess Damkina, he fathered Marduk the four-eared, four-eyed giant who was god of the rains and storms. The other gods, however, went to Tiamat and complained of how Ea had slain her husband. Aroused, she collected an army of dragons and monsters, and at its head was placed the guard Kingu, whom she gave magical powers as well. Even Ea was at a loss how to combat such a host until he finally called on his son Marduk. Marduk gladly agreed to take on his father's battle on the condition that he, Marduk, would rule the gods after achieving this victory. The other gods agreed, and at a banquet they gave him his royal robes and scepter. Marduk armed himself with a bow and arrows, a club and lightning, and he went in search of Tiamat's monstrous army. Rolling his thunder and storms in front of them, he attacked and Kingu's battle plan soon disintegrated. Tiamat was left alone to fight Marduk, and she howled as they closed for battle. They struggled as Marduk caught her in his nets. When she opened her mouth to devour him, he filled it with the evil wind that served him. She could not close her mouth, and his gale blasted in it, and he shot an arrow down her throat. It split her heart, and she was slain. After subduing the rest of her host, he took his club and split Tiamat's water-laden body in half like a clamshell. Half he put in the sky and made the heavens, and he posted guards there to make sure that Tiamat's salt waters could not escape. Across the heavens he made stations in the stars for the gods, and he made the moon and set it forth on its schedule across the heavens. From the other half of Tiamat's body he made the land, which he placed over Apsu's fresh waters, which now arise in wells and springs. From her eyes he made flow the Tigris and Euphrates, Across this land, he made the grains and herbs, the pastures and fields, the rain and the seeds, the cows and the ewes, and the forests and the orchards. Marduk set the vanquished gods who had supported Tiamat to a variety of tasks, including work in the fields and canals. Soon they complained of their work, however, and they rebelled by burning their spades and baskets. Marduk saw a solution to their labors, though and proposed it to Ea. He had Kingu, Tiamat's general, brought forward from the ranks of the defeated gods, and Kingu was slain. With Kingu's blood, with clay from the earth, and with spittle from the other gods, Ea and the birth goddess Nintu created humans. On them, Ea imposed the labor previously assigned to the gods. Thus the humans were set to maintain the canals and boundary ditches, to hoe and to carry, to irrigate the land and to raise crops, to raise animals and fill the granaries, and to worship the gods at their regular festivals. This story might well be the oldest story that we have access to. It was written on tablets that were discovered only about 130, 150 years ago. And we've found versions of this story is written at later dates as well. The date that we can most likely attribute the Anuma Elish to is from about 2000 years BC 4000 years ago think of that this story is at least as distant from the time of Christ as we are by the time of Jesus walked the earth this story was already ancient and it it's like any other creation myth from the ancient world most likely it was carried forward generation to generation through oral storytelling. Priests at the temple, parents to their children, at night when they were at the fire cooking dinner and needed something to talk about. And I'm sure children would ask questions. Why is Marduk the most powerful of the gods? What was the world like before there was a world? Where did the chaos come from? What, what, what were the waters? Was there something before that? You have to remember that human beings for thousands and thousands of years are biologically the same. There are small variations. We have cultural changes through time, things like hair color, skin color, but the fundamental DNA Of humans from 4,000 years ago and older and humans today is compatible. If we were to run into people from that time, they might be shorter than us. They might look a little different, but mentally they were still human. They had the same questions, the same hopes, the same dreams. There's something fundamental about. Humanity that these myths, that these stories point to. And I noted this in the introductory episode. Oftentimes, creation stories and myths in general say more about the person telling the story, the culture the story came from, than the actual nature of the world. In this story, we have Marduk, the god of Babylon their patron God, the one they raise up on high and tell stories about. And why did they do that? We need to look at these stories from the perspective of humans out rather than from the creation back to us. Why do they worship Marduk? Because sometime in the history of this storytelling, the city needed an identity. The people... Needed something to cling to. They needed a story to make them feel like they had purpose. To give them a place in the world. To make them feel different and more validated in existing, in being, in the things that they have than their neighbors. And if a neighbor was to have picked a different God and they were at war with that neighbor, let's say they picked Kingu. Then it would only make sense to craft stories about Marduk and Marduk's destruction of Kingu. What that shows is that this community is the best. We are the best people. Of all the peoples of the earth, we are the best. Our God is the best. We have claim. To the best. We get the most blessings. We have the best harvests. We have the most powerful society. We have the best city. All of those things. And you have to remember that the world of these people, thousands and thousands of years ago, was not that big. A farmer would have traveled between their farmland and their major city or two in their lifetime. Most never made it outside of their local area. Traders would travel between cities, but the majority of the population stayed put. The world was very small and yet very large. The idea that there was more out there beyond the confines of their city and that it could be anything was fact. It was understood. When these myths talk about gods and numbers of other gods and a history that seems so long ago, yet still almost in the present, still almost affecting their daily lives. And when the stories talk about monsters and creatures from the world around that the gods created, those were very real to these people. When things went bump in the night, they didn't know what they were. When they came across a creature they'd never seen before, it was another fascinating monster of the world. When their king came back from conquest in a foreign land and brought the first elephant or tiger, the people thought, wow, this is amazing. There must be thousands and thousands of other strange and wonderful creatures and monsters out in the world. And to this community, to these people, magic was real. Magic wasn't magic because it was different than the world they lived in, because it was other. Magic was magic because it was fundamental to the world they lived in. Why did the crops grow? Magic. The crops gained power from the earth and from the rains. It was that simple. Who supplied the rains? Who supplied the earth? Well, clearly it came from their God because their God blessed them with those things. It was a very simple explanation, but it was very specifically used to place them at the height of society, at the height of creation, to give them purpose. And this is the foundation for many, many myths. Now, one of the things that I'm going to be going into in future episodes of this show are other creation myths and other stories and this creation myth is one of a class of creation myths all creation myths can be divided up into different categories this one is from chaos the waters at the beginning are a chaotic mixture of potential and that's where the gods come from and the gods themselves the 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 waters themselves apsu tiamat at the beginning, they're almost more forces of nature than they are personalities. And we're going to delve into some other chaos creation stories and a, num- a variety of other ones, which may seem even more foreign to your uh, intellectual palate, let's say, to your experience. Now, this creation story, being that it's Middle Eastern, and most of us in Western society have some understanding of the biblical creation story you can see parallels you can also see parallels with some other myths that we may be a little bit more familiar with for example the ancient Greeks Marduk is the most powerful of the gods the god of the sky and of lightning it's no coincidence then that the king of the gods to the ancient Greeks is Zeus the god of the sky and lightning. And in fact, Yahweh in the Old Testament is often associated with the sky. These are common themes that show up in these cultures as people mixed and as cultures moved through time. The other thing we need to realize about this, and this is going to be a common theme that's going to come up in a lot of these shows, is that The amount of time that goes by, even though most people never left their local areas, the amount of time that goes by over thousands and thousands of years is very, very long. Think about it in modern terms. When we think back a generation or two, the world is very different. Modern society changes so quickly. If we go back 400 years, culture is extremely different. A thousand years and we are in the dark ages in Western society. The world isn't that different from fundamentally the way the world worked in ancient times. Now imagine cultures and people years upon years, generations upon generations telling the same stories, sharing the same ideas, trading with the same other neighboring cultures eventually those ideas mix like a virus spreading around the globe very slowly. And that doesn't mean that all cultures have similarities, but it does mean that ones that are closer together in proximity are more likely to have similarities. Themes, ideas, concepts leak in and evolve over time. The version of this story that is dug up in 300 B.C., is not the same version of the story that was put into the tablets that came from a time around 2000 BC. That's 1700 years. Things change in time. Thank you for listening to Myth. I am your host, Tom. And I'm happy that you're here. This is a new endeavor for me. I have a few other podcasts that I do on the Robots Radio Network. And most of them are featured on the lore of video game worlds like Fallout and Elder Scrolls. I've got the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And I also have some other shows about some of my thoughts. uh, Robots Thoughts is what that's called. I often go by Robots Online. And uh, Sleepy Time Stories, which I tell stories from video games in a very... And slow, dulcet tone to help people get to sleep. And those are those two are kind of side, my side projects. But my main shows are the Fallout lorecast and the Elder Scrolls lorecast. So if you're into those worlds at all, please go check those out. Um, but I thank you so much for joining me on this on this journey. I wanted to dig into the human history, the soul of our culture and of our peoples. And there's so many good stories to get into that I hope you hang out with me in the future for more interesting stories. If you are interested in helping me to grow this show, then the absolute best thing you could possibly do is to tell your friends. If you have friends who are interested in this kind of content, please let them know. Say, hey, there's this new podcast. It's called Myth. You can get it anywhere. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's anywhere else. I think you'll love it. And Tom, the host, is an amazing host, and he's super handsome and really, really smart. Uh, You don't have to include the last part. But just tell them about the show. Tell them the show is, is lots of fun and really cool and that they will enjoy it. Also, please, please, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. And in future episodes of the show, I will be calling out and reading any of the reviews that I get on iTunes at the end of the show. So if you do leave a review, then... Listen through the end, and I'm going to read it out on a future episode. Also, this show is brought to you very much by advertising. But if you don't want to be advertised to, then you are going to be able to get this show advertise-free by being a patron at patreon.com slash mythpodcast. And every patron gets this show ad-free from the Patreon RSS feed. Any amount of contribution you can make to the show will go towards me growing the show, being able to do more interesting content, spending more time digging into the history of these myths, and just creating more and better content, as well as running the network in general. This, is a, this has been a, a long-term goal of mine for a while. So if you're interested in checking out what else is on the network, go check out robotsradio.net. You'll find lots of really high-quality content like Chad, a Fallout 76 story, or Written in Uncertainty, which explores the deep lore of a series like the Elder Scrolls games. And if you're interested in getting a hold of me, you can send an email to myththepodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at podcastmyth. So, Myth Podcast was taken. I couldn't couldn't use that one. So, uh, at podcastmyth on Twitter and Also on Twitter, I will be releasing information about some of the topics that I go over and some images and those kinds of things on the Twitter feed. So if you're interested in staying plugged in that way as well and getting kind of a glimpse of some upcoming uh, episode content, then go check that out. That's a great place to be connected. Also, one other place that you can be involved with the community of Rob- Robots Radio is on our Discord channel. And all of these things have links in the show notes. So if you want to get into chats about some of the content that we go over in the show, or you have some questions, or you just want to get a hold of me, that's a great place to go uh, log in. And there's an app, and there's it's actually very easy to access. So if you want to do that, that's also available to you and if you're interested in looking more into the sources that i use on the show or any of the music you can find that in the show notes as well Uh, everything will be sourced that i pull directly from so for example the enuma alish story itself is a very specific story used from the gly.uga.edu website so thank you again for tuning in i genuinely appreciate it and hopefully next time we'll have some reviews to go over at the end of the episode. You guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to myth. If you'd like to send us a note, we'd love to hear from you at myththepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at podcast If you'd like to support the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes. Or if you'd like to help us out financially and experience an ad free version of the show, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash myth underscore podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Hi, I'm Sebastian Azar, and I'm inviting you to the Hidden Pixels podcast, a show exploring those gaming stories you might have missed on your first playthrough. Whether it's a side character's dark past, or a small event that changed the entire fictional universe, we want to explore with gamers and story lovers alike. So join us every two weeks for the Hidden Pixels podcast. And if you like what you heard, subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate all of your feedback, and we can't wait to share these stories with you. Thanks.